0: Hello and welcome, I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 126 titled, A Form of Godliness. As you start this new year, it is my prayer that you all are living lives of hope and anticipation of what the Lord will be doing in your lives in this coming year. It is also my prayer that you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, empowered through your union with him and drawing your strength from him, for we are indeed living in the last days. Let's begin today with 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-9. through 9. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, have nothing to do with such people. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women, who are loaded down with sins and swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. This passage reveals clearly to us that those who live undisciplined lives and who do their own thing and set their own standards for life also continue to carry beliefs that are a form of godliness form is mere appearance that has no relation to reality it is rendered outward form outward appearance to make a pretense or maintain a facade in other biblical translations of this passage godliness however has to do with the way we live godliness impacts and changes our lives as the word godliness implies it has to do with holiness to living like God demonstrated while on earth. Yet we see from the scriptures I just read that people will fall into a habit of living ungodly lives, yet at the same time continue to hold to a form of godliness. A form of godliness does not alter the way a person lives. It merely allows them to do what they want to do, to set their own standards and yet declare that it's acceptable to God, and therefore godly what they believe and do. This is the big deception of religion today. It allows standards that God disapproves of, yet seeks to convince us that it is, in fact, acceptable. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4 to tells us, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables there are three things i want to bring out in our time together today first having a form of godliness second denying the power of godliness and third have nothing to do with such people. Christianity was never ever a form of godliness. It has always been the real thing. Godliness is that lifestyle which glorifies God. It is that which allows the Holy Spirit to set standards in our life. Godliness sets the pattern for us, not us dictating to God what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. If our belief system does not change our lives and bring us into a more direct and closer walk and personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then we have to seriously question its authenticity. It doesn't matter whether a form of godliness comes from a prophet or a Pope, a dynamic preacher or a church system. If it doesn't line up with the clear teachings of scripture, turn away from it. Tragically, So many of our religious systems today can only demonstrate a form of godliness, yet many of them started out in Holy Spirit revival. Over time, the standards have deteriorated, and the conviction between right and wrong has become less and less. Until today, we see a belief that right is wrong and wrong is right, and a standard that says it's all okay because God won't turn anyone away from eternal life. This form of godliness is a lie. It is a false doctrine of everyone doing that which is right in their own eyes. Let's remember Judges chapter 21, verse 25. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. This happens when a person rejects the standard of God's word and accepts the individual standard of what is right in their own eyes. I think the greatest tragedy and shock in life anyone could ever have would be to go to church faithfully all their life yet never really know Jesus. And then, as we read in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 through 23, they stand before God to hear him say, depart from me, I never knew you. Yet that is exactly what a form of godliness does to people. It is a deception that allows them to set lower standards for their lives than that which is acceptable to God. It allows people to justify their character traits, make excuses for their selfish lifestyles, live in sin, and persecute the believers of the truth. They believe a form of godliness allows them to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. All those traits corrupt us rather than make us more Christ-like, Yet, in spite of all these things, they still cling to a form of godliness to make it all right. We certainly need to ask ourselves this question. Whose standards are we living by, ours or God's? If there's one thing that reveals a form of godliness, it's the lack of spiritual power that it demonstrates. There is no power to change lives. Its power is in words customs, cultural things, but not God. The true gospel power is denied. When we are living a godly life, we have a power and an authority in our life to do that which is right in the sight of the Lord, that is, obeying his voice, obeying his word. When we discover we have power to forsake the descriptions given in Second Timothy chapter three, we don't have to rely on a form of godliness because we have biblical power through a separated lifestyle unto God. The word power here is dunamis, meaning strength, power, ability, inherent power, power for performing miracles, moral power, and excellence of soul. Not merely a power capable of action, but power in action. This Dunamas is the same power of Acts chapter one verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This has to do with the infilling of God's Holy Spirit in our lives to make us active for God and to enable us to live separated lives to God. There is a power in living a separated lifestyle to God and His glory. The scripture is clear when it says in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. This is the same word dunamas. In the previous verse, the Apostle Paul said to the people, I want to know your power, not your words. But what do we see again and again today? Words without power. And what has it produced in the professed Christian's life? For the most part, and generally speaking, we have a weak, powerless generation of passive Christian believers who still live in bondage and at the same time have become blame shifters. It's not my fault, it's my parents, the devil, the church, I was born that way, and on it goes. The result is always powerlessness. We need to seriously ask ourselves, is there true spiritual power in my life? And if not, then why not? What are we going to do about it? Jesus did not intend for our lives to be demonstrated in a powerless form of godliness. There's much more to it than that. He came to live inside of us. And when Jesus lives within us and is Lord, we certainly do not portray the traits listed in our scripture passage today. A form of godliness allows a lifestyle that falls below the accepted standard of what the cross of Christ is all about. Do not settle for a mere form of godliness when Christ offers you the real thing. The Bible is clear in its instructions. If the lives of those proclaiming their form of godliness does not have a corresponding lifestyle that is separated to God, the God of the Scriptures, and the Holy Spirit of Truth, then we are told to turn away from them. Do not allow them to influence you, because they will if we are not careful. That's why determining our friendships is important. There is something called power of influence that affects us either positively or negatively. We become like the environment we live in and the people we mix with. If you want to lift your standards in life, get with those who will inspire you to rise above yourself. In the same way, if you allow negative people to influence you, they will pull you down to a lower level. So, you have to ask yourself very seriously. Do I want to live my life with a form of godliness, or with the true godliness as portrayed in the Bible? If you want the second, then you have to associate with those who set that standard. The Bible clearly tells us to turn away from the others, for if we don't, they will cause us to become like them, justifying ourselves and then trying to cover it up with a form of godliness. And that, brothers and sisters, is deception. So, let's ask ourselves another question. Who has the most influence on my life? If that influence is not good, what are you going to do about it? Don't expect God to do something about it. He told us to have nothing to do with such people, in verse 5. The next decision is yours. A form of godliness does not bring eternal answers. It does not change lives. It only causes people to live as they please with the false security that God approves of the standards and lifestyles they have set for themselves. As we get closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are going to see the gap between the godly and those with a form of godliness get further and further apart. The life of Biblical godliness will be rejected more and more as evil people and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. If you recognize that you are allowing those with a form of godliness to influence your life negatively, then the Bible instructs you, have nothing to do with such people. It is something you have to do. It is not God's will for you to be dragged down by others who do not have the right godly standards. Recognize what is happening. Pray and make decisions that will bring you closer to Jesus, give you more godly power and a freedom to live your life to the glory of God. Amen.